It is now time to experience the buzz. A podcast that takes an inside look at amazing people doing amazing things. Get ready for some great conversation that will be fascinating, educational, and inspiring. We will also leave room to help small businesses in a big way. Now, here's your host, entrepreneur Steve Buzzard. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Experience the Buzz, the podcast that highlights entrepreneurs, small business owners, and personalities from Sacramento. They may still be in Sacramento. They may not be in Sacramento, and that is the case with today's guest. That's right. Episode number 103, we are going to feature a young entrepreneur. His name is Ryan Bigelow. He is 20 years of age. And I'm going to leave it at that because when you listen to the interview, you will see it's a progression. We're going to kind of get the background of this young kid that really is beyond his years. And what he's doing now is amazing. And when he reveals to you what his schedule is on a daily basis, and he does so today, you're just going to be mind blown. You're going to be like, how does a 20-year-old possess this gift. And he certainly does that. And Ryan Bigelow, definitely a great conversation coming your way. I've been very excited about this one because, you know, entrepreneurs comes in all shapes and sizes, ages. And in this case, a young entrepreneur, what does that serve for the people out there? More on Ryan in just a minute. But right now, as always, it is time for What's the Buzz? So check it out, folks. I don't know if you've had an opportunity, uh, but we've kind of branched off with a couple new segments that have nothing to do with this podcast in the sense of entrepreneurs, small business owners, and personalities. But my affection for heavy metal has taken off in such a fun way. We've got Heavy Metal Thunder, in which we'll have a new segment today. I think it's our seventh installment today, and I'm going to leave that a surprise for you as well. And an offshoot of Heavy Metal Thunder has been our first look segment. That's right. We even developed a character that is uh, supposedly me back in the 80s. Uh, I never looked like it, if you check it out. But what I do with First Look is we take uh, videos that are uh, sent my way by producer Michael Kenobi, who's a big fan of heavy metal, just like me. And we now have people that are reacting and suggesting videos. And I simply look at the video. I don't know the band. I don't know the song. Haven't heard the sound. Haven't heard the video. Haven't seen the video. And then just react to it and then give it a rating at the end. Much like what we do with Heavy Metal Thunder. It's a lot of fun. Just for example, one of our first videos was a song by Lorna Shore called The Pain Remains. We've already got almost 3,000 views on it, which is pretty cool, you know? And listen, I'm not doing this anything outside of just having a good time. It's a lot of fun. So I invite you, if you go to the YouTube channel, uh, you can see all three of these things. So in audio form, of course, you're going to get the podcast, Experience the Buzz, and you'll get Heavy Metal Thunder because it's incorporated within that. But when you go to the YouTube channel, which is Experience the Buzz, you will not only get Experience the Buzz, Heavy Metal Thunder, but also first look. And we have them kind of categorized and everything, and you can check them out. And of course, we'd love for you to give it a thumbs up. Uh, you know, leave a little comment if you like. And uh, again, it's been a fun, fun journey uh, doing this podcast thing. So there you go. That is What's the Buzz. And now to our guest, Ryan Bigelow. That's right. 20 years of age. Like I said, I don't want to give too much away. I'm just going to let the conversation take care of itself. And speaking of conversation, enjoy the conversation. And 
And hello, everyone. Welcome in. It is Experience the Buzz, and we have a guest, and he's a young guest. He's 20 years old. He's Ryan Bigelow, and you're going to find out why he is on the program today. But like we do with all our guests, we got to welcome our guest. Ryan, welcome to Experience the Buzz. Thank you, Steve. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I've seen you've done so much with this podcast, and um, I was even talking to my mom about the podcast, and she was listening in on some in the past, and she's like, this is such a cool podcast. And then when you reached out to me, I'm like, Mom, guess what? <laughs> so really excited to be here. Yeah, very cool. And let's go ahead, and we'll start with our connection. I'll let you tell the story, because, I mean, we basically go way back. Yeah. Now, Ryan Bigelow was a young, young, young kid. Yeah, so I remember, I think I was three years old when I first started with Buzzerball. Um, and then I'm not, yeah, it was wild. And I went every single year up until I think my eighth grade year, I joined the big kids camp. And then you also invited me to um, coach. I think that was like the first time you had a few of us um, come coach a little kid ses- session as an eighth grader. And then all up until um, I remember last summer I couldn't coach, but the summer before that um, I was coaching. Um, and came back. So again, I absolutely loved it. And then joining the winter league, joining the um, different camps, seeing you at uh, Bayside Church as well. Um, yeah, it's just kind of been in my life for my whole entire life. So I know, I isn't that it. crazy? Like 17 of your 20 years, uh, we yeah. have been, you know, we've known each other and everything. And I remember that that day when you came in as yeah, young, like three-year-old, <laughs> I think your mom said, could he do camp? I'm like, listen, if you're okay dropping him off and letting him exist for three hours a day and he can get through it, no problem. She says, oh, Ryan will be fine. I think that was kind of, I'm, you know, obviously quoting her there, uh, but uh, from or paraphrasing, I should say, but man, from Mm -hmm. there, we had a good journey. Now it was through basketball, but with you, Ryan, I mean, you're 20 years of age and you're doing some exciting things. And the reason why I wanted to bring you on is because you represent a piece of an entrepreneur that I, I don't think I've discovered yet. Like I've talked to, you know, I've talked to a kid named Ian who makes masks as he does that. He was like, uh, you know, inspired by Slipknot, but he's 14. Okay. Yeah. I've talked to, uh, in fact, I just saw him the other day, a kid named Justin Walter. He's a, um, a blues guitarist, 17 years of age, very talented and everything. And so he's going with that career. I look at yours and you're doing so many things. So take us through the journey, maybe like kind of your education to where you got to college, to where you are right now and the things you're doing now. And then I have some questions within the question. Of course. I love it. Awesome. So um, I went to the amazing lower and middle school of Sacramento Waldorf. And <laughs> Shout from out there, to Waldorf. It was amazing. I absolutely loved it. So glad my parents sent me there. But okay, why did you love it? Why did you like the education of Sacramento Waldorf? Because this is interesting too, because Sacramento Waldorf is one of those smaller schools. It's a private mm-hmm. school. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, you know, you kind of find your lane, right? Some are used yeah. to the bigger schools that we have, the public schools. But uh, you obviously love the private school. What were the things that stuck out for you that uh, helped you along your way? I think what stuck out to me most, Steve, was probably the fact that it was hands-on learning. All right. So we didn't ever have textbooks. We created our textbooks based off of our notes and basically off of the lectures that our teachers would give us. And then at the end of the year, we would take all these pages and they weren't just like those college ruled papers, but it was like super nice 
um, pieces of paper that we wrote on with like super nice acrylic pens and everything. Um, and we created a huge, huge textbook of everything that we learned in like first grade, second grade, third grade. And it just went on and on and on all the way through eighth grade. So um, I believe that aspect was really cool of just learning in the moment rather than being assigned a chapter to read. Because I think a lot of kids tend to not want to read those specific chapters and um, you don't learn as much, you know? So I think that would probably be the biggest uh, factor that set Waldorf aside and why I liked it. All right. Very good. And so from Waldorf, you go on to? I go into Jesuit high school. So yes, you uh, did. it was absolutely amazing. Um, the community there. And I think a lot of people, when they hear about Jesuit, they hear about, oh, the all boys school. You didn't have any girls there. What was that like? And I think it was a blessing, honestly. Um, if you kind of think of Jesuit, it was kind of one big fraternity. And um, the Brotherhood, Men for Others there, what they stand by is something I really, uh, really, really enjoyed because, again, you're being yourself, you're with all the guys, and you're um, able to be just who you are and authentic, and there's no need to really impress anyone. I like that. That was well put. That's actually probably right out of my line that I said when I went to Christian Brothers, same thing. We were all guys until they went to co-ed two years after I graduated, which was in, I believe, 1989. So that's good that you felt that way. And it must have been pretty amazing and maybe, I don't know, shocking to you to go from a small community like Sacramento Waldorf into this big C. I think that's the biggest transition for mm -hmm. kids that go to a smaller school before they hit a high school that's like, whoa, what did I get myself into? What was your approach going into high school? My approach, so I had, let me think, three guys, three or four guys from my um, from Sacramento Waldorf that actually all came over to Jesuit with me. So we um, were really good friends. And then one friend, specifically Liam, he um, played on the Jesuit football team freshman year. And I was kind of on the board of joining or, or not. And he literally pushed me to walk into the meeting um, to try out for the football team. And obviously with Jesuit football, at least our freshman year, it's a non-cut sport. So I'm like, Hey, nothing can go wrong here. So I went on, um, stayed, played football freshman year. And I think that's where, um, there's a great integration on how I was able to make a lot of friends, um, going into freshman year, just because of, um, football. And then I knew a lot of people from like OLA, um, St. Ignatius and a lot of them just from playing sports, um, with so many different groups where I was able to kind of adapt that and become friends with them. Um, a lot closer friends, I would say, um, going into Jesuit. Now, knowing you very well, though, basketball was your thing. Like, tell, tell mm -hmm. us about your basketball journey, because I know you're really big on that. You were a great, you know, player growing up and stuff. But, you know, everyone gets to that point where they're like, oh, maybe this is the end of the road. What happened yeah. for you with basketball? Because I know you had a, quite a passion for it. Yeah, so I absolutely loved it. I played freshman year basketball, and I actually had a ton of injuries um, throughout basketball and baseball and even football. Um, so I had multiple high ankle sprains. Um, my right rib was, I don't think it was fractured, but it was getting pretty beat up. Um, and then my knees were going out. So I think just from cross-training uh, my whole life with playing many different sports, uh, my body kind of starts to shut down on itself. And then I remember soft, sophomore year trials for um, Jesuit basketball. 
um, I had another high angle spring during practice, uh, during tryouts. And I'm like, all right, this is, I think where I'm going to be calling it with, uh, basketball. So then I went on focused, played freshman, sophomore, junior year of baseball. Um, and now I still play basketball from time to time. But, um, I was talking to my friend about this actually yesterday and I was asking him cause he's a kinesiology major. And I was saying, why do I have so many injuries? And he said, basketball, your ankles are just torn apart. So, um, yeah, I think that's what really kind of hindered me from continuing on is my body just started shutting down. I think that was God's way of just telling me, um, Hey, I have another path for you to go down. So, um, I'm currently thinking I'm going on that path, but again, just giving it to him, seeing where he's going to take me with it. And there's a reason why we're giving all this background to you as the listener, because again, I, I want to reintroduce you. It's Ryan Bigelow. His name is 20 years of age. And the background is important because it, it's going to give you a perspective, especially if you're a young listener out there and you have that entrepreneur mindset and you're like, what do I do with it? Okay. So really we're setting things up for you. And of course, we're eventually going to get to what Ryan does in the current state, because I think your mind is going to be blown. And it was a big reason I wanted to bring him on because uh, knowing Ryan for 17 of his 20 years, uh, all through basketball and buzzer ball where he was a participant and also worked as an assistant coach, is I've always seen Ryan as kind of an old soul, like wise beyond his years. And you can see right there in a moment in high school when he has to let go of a passion of basketball, he has perspective. And to be able to have that perspective at a young age, I have to applaud that. So with that, how did you transition? Because I know you have other talents. Music is also a big talent that you have as well. So what was your redirection in those kind of later years of high school? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good point because I remember freshman year of high school, um, I started to produce and start to write music with um, a record label. They heard one of my songs in eighth grade that I wrote for um, actually the Waldorf Symphony and we uh, performed it. They heard it and I started working with them freshman year. And then I remember junior year once, uh, well, sophomore year, once basketball kind of um, started to get less and less apparent, I dove way more into music and baseball and weightlifting. Um, so again, I had a little bit more time, especially through the winter years when basketball would come around where I was able to dive really deeply into music um, start to produce a couple more songs, start to work on my craft when it comes to music. And then um, instead of, again, again, instead of not having sports in my life completely, I would um, train specifically for baseball when it comes to weightlifting. So I would still kind of keep my two passions for music and um, baseball. But again, I think that weightlifting aspect is something I really caught on to. And as we get later into the podcast, you'll kind of understand why. But um, I think Jesuits Orchestra Group um, and producing music with this label is kind of more the music side that I really, really enjoyed when it comes to music is the production side. And um, when it comes more to the fitness and sports side, I really dove into weightlifting. Okay. And so the same question I asked you about Waldorf, which was what was your biggest takeaway and what did you like mm -hmm. about that education? What was your biggest takeaway from Jesuit that then took you to the next level, which would be college? Ooh. I would have to say, I believe it was my senior year class, whether that was the first or second semester, I'm not too sure. Um, but it was Mr. Lapino's class ethics. And that um, he started talking to us a lot about uh, 
basically stoicism and uh, talk to us a lot about basically these ancient philosophers and how they thought and the words that they conveyed in their um, biographies and everything. So I believe that class specifically was my most important class um, in my eyes. And then also the biggest takeaway from Jesuit as a whole would be the community aspect. So the brotherhood and treating everyone with authenticity and treating everyone as like a man or a woman for others. Um, just having everyone being equal, whoever you're talking to, everyone's on the same plane. Um, because again, no one is better than each other, especially because for me, I see God as like the ultimate power. So everyone else is just lesser than him. So wow. I think Jesuit high school biggest. right now is going, they're going, okay, <laughs> take these notes down. We got to get in touch with Mark, uh, Ryan Bigelow marketing. <laughs> so I no, just, but well said. yeah, thank you. I really do believe though that, yeah, Jesuit's community, um, and basically the teachers just having your best interest at heart is mm -hmm. what I really enjoyed because a lot of the teachers, a lot of the faculty members there, um, I remember Mr. LaBeouf was one. And they work in kind of the Christian ministry section mm -hmm. and they went beyond just being faculty. They went beyond just being a professor. They really wanted to know who everyone was and learn their background. Okay. So up until this point now, you're a NorCal guy, but it all changes when you make your decision to go to college. Take mm -hmm. us there. Oh boy. I was applying to a few different um, colleges. I remember I was talking to Tope actually about Azusa Pacific for a very long time. Um, and it was up in the air between Pepperdine, Azusa Pacific, and then also Point Loma. So I was all set on Azusa, but then when I went there to tour kind of like more of the, I guess you could say music department, they said that they weren't a hundred percent sure whether or not it was going to stay open for much longer. Um, so then I'm like, all right, I'll go check out Point Loma. And uh, I met with the chair of the music department. He immediately had the same representation that Jesuit did of beyond the faculty member. He, I went down to Point Loma. He took me out to lunch, sat me down, had an amazing conversation. And um, basically I could tell he has my best interests at heart. And from then on, um, I almost see him kind of like as almost a father figure. He was just an absolutely amazing guy, Dr. Daniel Jackson. And um, from then on, I'm still, again, I see him every single day. Great guy in the music department. And um, actually he's my choir conductor. So uh, yeah, amazing guy. Okay. So let's see, you're at 20. So are you in your, are you graduated final year? Where are you at Point Loma right now? For, uh, I am a first semester junior, so I'm a double major, uh, business management with a focus in entrepreneurship and then commercial music with a focus in production is my second major. So um, I hope I'll be out of there in four years. But again, a double major with only one overlapping class. It's very a ton of units to get through. So we'll see um, if I can make it out within, within the next year and a half. Okay. So expand on that entrepreneur major, because that has always been my big voice of saying, man, I wish more colleges offered this. In fact, it should be right at the top with, you know, if you wanted to be a doctor, a lawyer, <laughs> entrepreneur should be like right there or nearby, you know? And yeah, so maybe definitely. expand upon that about what they offer there at Point Loma. Yeah. So I really enjoyed kind of this entrepreneurship style in their major because I almost date back like my entrepreneur thoughts 
to Waldorf because of how much creativity they instilled in us and the way of thinking of like, think for yourself is I think where it really stemmed from. So like the classes that I've taken at Point Loma, um, they have two different like focuses for business management. One is like global studies and then the other one is entrepreneurship. So with entrepreneurship, we have a lot of creativity and innovation classes when it comes to business. And then we also focus a lot on marketing and um, sadly enough, I'm in accounting right now so hard. Um, but again, uh, I really believe that Point Loma, they have the thought of, again, think for yourself, what does God want you to do? Because again, Point Loma is a Nazarene college. Uh, what does God want you to do with your mind and how can you be the most creative with it? Okay, so you can, hopefully you're catching like, this timeline and and the biggest thing that's coming from it are the moments. Ryan has described these moments along the way that have set him up for what he's doing today. Folks, he's not even graduated from college, but yet he is in the throes of not just being a double major, but having his own business. And we haven't even gotten to that yet. And guess what? That's what we're going to do after the break. That's right. Little teaser right there for you. So we're going to take a break and uh, hear from our sponsors. We've got four amazing small businesses that we want to highlight as we always do here on Experience the Buzz. And when we come back, we're going to have the second half of this conversation with Ryan Bigelow. We're going to find out what he is doing currently. And we're also going to talk family because family as well as faith, I know has always been big in Ryan's life. And hopefully you can and see it and feel it from the conversation that we're having right now, but don't go anywhere. More to come on Experience the Buzz. All right, first segment in the books, Ryan Bigelow. Wow, pretty good, huh? What have I told you? It gets better in segment two, our final segment coming up. This is the opportunity where we like to thank our business sponsors, our small business owners, uh, including Pit Boss Jerky, our five stitch and print, Little Whale Swim School, and Matt the Mortgage Guy. Pit Boss Jerky, uh, there is a number to call. It's called the Order Board. 13 amazing flavors of beef jerky put together by one man. That's right. His name is Joe Green. I've got his phone number for you. That's right. You get direct contact with the pit boss himself, 916-769-6807. His story is actually told right here on Experience the Buzz in episode number 26. Also want to thank R5 Stitch and Print. Proud owner is Troy Rousey. He's got a family. It's a family-owned business, and it's actually a spinoff of his other business, which has to do with motorcycles. And you're like, how did that come about? Well, it's pretty interesting. We actually tell that story in his episode, which is one before Joe Green's in episode 25. Uh, anything that you need screen printing, embroidery, uh, I invite you to go to R5 Stitch and Print. Uh, their website is r5print.com, or you can call 916-454-3773. Um, and they also have a graphic design artist in-house that can help you with all your needs. Little Whale Swim School, third on the list uh, for this break. And Anya Hall, who is featured in episode number six. Uh, Little Whale Swim School, they are well known. In fact, they are the premier swim school right here in California, in Sacramento. It's very, very popular amongst the kids as well as adults because they got classes for everybody. It's always summer at Little Whale. It may be raining outside. It might be cool. But here's the cool thing. Uh, speaking of cool, is that the facilities are indoors. That's right. That means you got a nice heated pool, great facility. They're located at 4106 
El Camino Avenue, you can find them at littlewhaleswim.com or call them at 916-790-5945. And our final thanks goes to Matt Goucher. He is Matt, the mortgage guy. Him and his team help with refinances, loans, uh, education, you name it. Matt does it all. Talk about wearing a lot of hats. He's got his own YouTube channel in which he does a live segment every Monday at six o'clock, but over 700 videos available. You can check that out by just going Matt, the mortgage guy on YouTube. He also has a podcast, which is called Get Better Every Day. Actually got to be a guest on that, episode nine. Check that out. And uh, outside of that, doing great things. He helped me and my wife with our refinance from start to finish. Took about a month. Also helped us lower our, um, our home insurance and our flood insurance. Those are pretty big deals. So a lot of money saved in this household right here, thanks to Matt and his team. So again, a big thank you to all four of our sponsors. Let's get back to our conversation with Ryan Biglow right here on Experience the Buzz. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss an episode of Experience the Buzz by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. It means everything. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back. Uh, again, a big thank you to our sponsors. I'm, you know, I'm just going to mention them again. R5 Stitch and Print, Pit Boss Jerky, Little Whale Swim School, and of course, Matt the Mortgage Guy. That's right, small businesses represented right here on Experience the Buzz. Uh, this is episode number 103, and we are visiting with Ryan Bigelow. Ryan is just 20 years of age, but again, this conversation is so important because I'm really hoping that there are some young listeners out there that can really tag onto this conversation because I think Ryan has a lot to offer. Old soul, wise beyond his years. I'll give him those titles. And uh, we've been talking about kind of just his lead up to where he is right now. So we left off Ryan with the fact that, you know, you're double major, you're point Loma, things are going well. You're officially a SoCal person. And I say that because as you mentioned in the opening, you know, I do that uh, kind of that annual call, right? Around I don't know, probably around uh, April or May. Hey, you want to come back and coach buzzerball? And I know, sadly, you had to say, yeah, I'm staying in Southern California this time around. That's because you've got a business. And so I, I want you to just set it up to where it is right now about all the things that you're doing in addition to going to school. All right. Well, let's see. Where do we uh, start? <laughs> All right, so let's start, yeah, the fitness sector. All right, so um, throughout my life, I don't know if we touched on it beforehand or not, but I've done martial arts my whole life as well um, under the studies of Dave Kobar with Kobar Satori Academy. And um, through there, I was able to take that knowledge. And now I'm an instructor for Krav Maga, Muay Thai, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and the kickboxing. So there's a school, yeah, I love it. There's a school up here, uh, sorry, down here, I should say, um, in Southern California called Krav Maga Academy. And then myself and Anna Kazmarov, um, who is the owner, she's roughly 26 years old, and she is the owner of this establishment. And her and I actually co-lead classes um, at her school here, where we have roughly 70 individuals um, coming to take classes from us um, five days a week. So from that, uh, I do coach classes a lot of the times and then um, I also have my private clients so whether they're going to be a private client in strength and weightlifting or some especially from the school are wanting more private lessons when it comes to martial arts so if they want to learn more in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or Muay Thai or kickboxing or Krav Maga um, I go ahead and also take them on as private clients as well so that's more of kind of the in-person 
um, type of fitness that I work with. And then also uh, I work online with my team, which is called Move Club. And this is a team that I partnered with roughly almost two years ago. And we are partnered with a company called Juice Plus. Uh, many of you may or may not have heard of Juice Plus, uh, but it's actually the number one most researched supplement company in the world that's been on the market for 52 years. And with my team, um, sorry, our team, it's roughly been on the market for the past 30 years and they have been partnered with them and we have roughly a team size of 30,000 people. And in the past couple of years, we've helped over 300,000 people when it comes wow. to their fitness and nutrition. And what I focus on, um, especially with my team is mindset and mental health. Okay. I, I, I kind of got to take that all in because I didn't know about <laughs> the martial arts piece. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's crazy. Okay. So I'm, I'm right now I'm just in my head going, okay, I'm trying to think of the schedule that he's got going on. Right. But Google I want to dive more. Yeah. It's my best. Yeah. Friends. The calendar <laughs> is loaded up. That's why now I understand that we are doing this interview this early in the morning because you probably got a loaded calendar coming your way. So I want to get into the weightlifting or the fitness mm -hmm. because that's the one that struck me. I remember, and I can't remember if it was your mom or I, I don't know what it was, but I had heard that you were entering a competition and I'm mm -hmm. like, Ryan Bigelow. Like I, I didn't like, to me, you were just, you know, a kid, right? I didn't yeah. realize that there was this passion to do this. And I want you to take me through that journey of when you decided, Hey, I not only want to do the physical fitness part, but I want to go into competition because that's a whole different level. I feel like you just have this mindset of like, well, I'm going to try this and you know what, I'm going to see it through. And you have certainly seen it through. Cause I think for our cover art, we might use one of those photos that you got going on, right? Where you're looking All real right. good. But uh, tell me about that because I am uh, fascinated by that. Yeah, so I believe it stems back to the whole basketball situation, Steve. When okay. I stopped um, playing basketball, I really got into the gym, started lifting a lot, especially for baseball. And then I fell more into the love of the actual grind portion, which is the lifting mm -hmm. section rather than playing baseball. So from there, I remember sophomore year, I was like roughly five foot seven and 130 pounds. Um, At least, and, right? <laughs> yeah. So. From there, yeah, honestly, from there, I just started going to the gym. Um, my mom, I think I, that's where I get it from is because she was a personal trainer as well. She did okay. fitness forever. And um, I started going to the gym with her. I went to the gym with my now brother-in-law, uh, Matt Piombo, and just started lifting a lot. And I believe it was coming up to basically my freshman year of college where um, I put on a decent amount of size and... I had the genetics of a men's physique bodybuilder where it's kind of like the wider shoulders, smaller waist um, type of look, which is some people say an upside down tree though. Um, okay. So basically <laughs> from there, I'm like, all right, let's try and cut down a little bit. I'll take about four months to go ahead and cut down for a show. So I did that, went to a show in Lake Tahoe um, under the NPC, which is a like confederation of bodybuilding um, and from there I placed third in my class. Okay. All right. And, and what was that like? Like, you know, just like the research to, to find that out, to, uh, put something in place that would allow you to get the physique that you need to know. And, you know, I'm going to ask this question. What about tanning the body? It's a real deal, <laughs> isn't it? It's a real deal for <laughs> sure. Oh my gosh. Um, 
I would say I was scarred going in there as a 19 year old, um, being tanned, but, um, I think, Oh my gosh, it all came from, um, I worked at max muscle nutrition off of sunrise Boulevard, um, on the weekends throughout high school and, uh, okay. Brandon Brockway, he's the owner of that establishment. And I was talking to him and, um, cause I was his only employee at the time. He only usually has an employee and the employee beforehand was my brother-in-law. So, um, it kind of just like gets passed down almost. Um, so I was talking to him. We, I've learned a lot about basically macronutrients, micronutrients, fat burners, supplements, proteins, and um, everything that comes into play when you're like really wanting to put on either size or cut down um, for your body. And I was talking to him a lot about um, basically possibly joining a competition. And I think through him is where I got a lot of my knowledge and just being okay. in that supplement shop on a Sunday afternoon and just researching everything there is to know about supplements. So was Lake Tahoe, was that your only competition or did you do any more after that? That is right now my only competition. I am okay. looking though, hopefully next summer, if I'm not too busy or the summer after that to try and see if I can qualify for a pro card, um, which is kind of like the next level up for bodybuilding is having a pro card in it. And then you can start to get endorsements and sponsorships um, and actually almost go on quote unquote salary as a bodybuilder. Wow. Okay. So yeah. it may come back into your life, which is, that's pretty cool. So with doing that competition for you personally, was that like, okay, is it that thing where it's like, here's a goal. I want to achieve it. I did it. Yeah. I believe it almost gave me, especially with what I do now for working in fitness, it's almost mm -hmm. an establishment of credibility. Um, it's like thinking of say, if you want to be a coach, in the NBA level, right? Or if you want to be a trainer for NBA players, a lot of times, if you didn't even play college ball, it's going to be hard to be that like professional coach, right? Sure. So I almost had to like establish myself um, in the fitness industry and compete and place decently well. So I can use that almost as a marketing tool right now, just so I can show people, hey, I have some credibility behind me when it comes to working and fitness and nutrition. Where did you get your, I'm going to call it a gift of how like you deal with people. Like again, within this conversation, you're talking about, Hey, I worked at this store. I started talking to this guy and these, you know, the people that you mentioned at Jesuit high school that were beyond teachers that you had, you know, relationships with. Is this something that you see within yourself that you deal with people, uh, in such a way that, uh, you know, obviously can benefit you in some way. Not that that's your sole reason, but just kind of putting your heart out there and people seeing that authenticity to where, you know, they can help take you to wherever that next step is. I think like, I believe, yes, some of it I've learned, but I think the person who gave me that almost concept of like just loving others completely mm -hmm. would have to be my mom. Um, she's like, I guess the sweetest person you'll ever meet. And Vicky. she has, yep. <laughs> she has the biggest heart for absolutely anyone and everyone. Um, and she still hounds on me for character. So, uh, she's like, have good character. So, um, that's, I think where I get it from a lot. And again, my circle, Steve, like, yes, there's a lot of different people that I know, but it's very, very almost small from what I think about, like mm -hmm. people in my life that I really, truly uh, authentically care about, um, have been those people who have uh, basically 
helped guide my path to where I am today. So for one being you yourself, um, another couple at uh, Jesuit, uh, my current professors. And um, again, if, when I really lean into people and I see like that gratitude coming back and everything, um, I love forming just really, really good connections with them. Okay. I love it. I, I love this transition now to a SoCal guy, because that's mm -hmm. what you are. And that decision was made when you told me, Hey, I'm not coming back to Sacramento for the summer. Right. That's when I knew, okay, Ryan's an adult now. And listen, that's, that's a beautiful thing. We love seeing that. I always say, I hate losing great people, but I always know it's going to happen eventually. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you just kind of ride the wave as long as you can. And so now truly being an adult in your own atmosphere, doing all these things that you're talking about, Talk about that as a 20-year-old because we haven't even talked about COVID yet, okay? We'll come to that and see what kind of your big takeaway was from COVID. But like right now where you are in this space, realizing, you know, I am truly independent, speak to that. Um, I guess a lot of it would be having to have accountability for myself um, and knowing like I can't slack off. So for me, when it comes to scheduling, when it comes to having all these different quote unquote jobs. Um, it would be making place for my mental health is like my first uh, priority. All right. Because if I don't have like a break some there, usually I try and go Friday nights. Um, it's kind of like my decompressing stage, but everything mm -hmm. else throughout that week, what I do is really jam pack my schedule. And then every single day I have something small that I look forward to. So whether that's going out to dinner with, uh, my girlfriend, whether that's us watching a movie or me going to the gym with one of my buddies, that's just a dopamine spike in my brain that I know, oh, this is something I'm looking forward to um, for the wow. day. And then over the course of the week, I have something a little bit bigger that I really look forward to. So maybe that's going out to dinner with a lot of my friends. Maybe we're going up north for like 45 minutes. Um, so that's something I can look forward to during the week as well, which is a dopamine spike. And then I learned that always kind of have a trip planned in mind. Um, it doesn't have to be set in stone, but again, when you're really, really busy, um, going and looking forward to, Hey, two months down the line, I'm going to this and this place. This is why I'm working so hard now. So like for me, the last two months have been very, very, very busy. Um, super jammed packed, but I know in three weeks from right now, I'm going to Paris. So I'm very, very excited to do that. So that's just kind of that dopamine spike that just keeps giving me kind of the courage to keep pushing forward. 20 years old. <laughs> Ryan, you blow me away, man. So, I mean, take me through this. Just tell me what's going to happen today. Like you, you started with this podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, we are recording this at about eight o'clock in the morning. Um, yes. What's the rest of the day look like for you? I'm just, I'm just curious. So actually before this, I had a call at 6.30 with my upline. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> and then at 7 <laughs> to 8, I had a working call um, with a few of my team members. And then now the interview. And then at 9.30, I have a production, um, not lesson, but kind of like a production meeting. His name is Chad Salea. He's one of my professors. And I'm getting ready to record a TikTok artist. She's coming into town on Sunday. So I'm talking okay. to him through different techniques of recording and asking him for his best advice um, when it comes to recording her. From there, I have a weekly feedback call at 10 with my team. Then classes start from roughly 11 to 4.30. 
Then I have a sales acquisition call with my team. And then I coach two hours, uh, one being Krav Maga. Then the next one, I'm just looking at my schedule right now. Krav Maga is um, the first uh, class. Kickboxing is the second class. And I'll go ahead and do my workout after that. And get to bed at what time? Get to bed, hopefully, by 1030. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so, you're good. Oh, homework. You're good with this. Sorry. <laughs> Homework, oh, a little so homework. Maybe 11, maybe 11, 11.30. I've got to imagine that nutrition plays a big part for you and able mm-hmm. to have the schedule that you just named right there. I think mm-hmm. most people right now are going, wow. Okay. But you are very calm. You're very much in control. So it's like, I'm not worried about you because I, I know who you are and, and what you can do. But for most people, laying something like this out uh, would uh, cause a lot of anxiety. So nutrition plays a big part. It has to. Definitely. Definitely. I really feel like what you put into your body is how you're going to be reacting. uh, It's the reactance of what comes out. All right. So for me, uh, a lot of people, especially in the fitness industry, focus on macronutrients, carbs, fats, proteins. All right. But again, yes, those are very, very crucial, especially if you're trying to cut weight or gain weight. But what I really like focusing on are the micronutrients. So those are your vitamins and minerals. And that's actually why I partnered with Juice Plus is because they focus on micronutrients, which not only helps with your energy levels, but also your mental health and um, basically just keeps all those cylinders firing in your brain. um, So you're not going to have any deep crashes or anything like that. So again, just anything that deals with micronutrients is really what I try and consist in my diet a lot. And I think that's always stems in my life and indirectly as well just my mom always feeding me really really healthy foods is uh, it's really helping mentally and my mind is so much more clear rather than going and going to jack in the box or mcdonald's and having just all of those very like saturated fatty foods um, because then your mind gets like really fuzzy and really bogged down so i think it does again come back to play with kind of the nutrition side Wow. You know what I should do is I'll take this portion of our conversation and in the show notes, I'm going to list your schedule that you just, <laughs> you just outlined just for, Perfect. just for people to see. <laughs> now, good. you know, the, the last piece of this uh, puzzle, I will say is your faith, which I know is, mm-hmm. is absolutely huge. And, you know, you mentioned you do martial arts. Uh, you've got your team, you've got juice plus you're doing school. Uh, you're doing one-on-one trainings. Uh, but I know your faith is big and you're also involved with the church. And so I think that needs to be mentioned as well. Yes. Church has always been there uh, from starting with First Covenant Church, where my sisters did um, dancing. It's now called River City Christian. Um, but I, uh, we went there for a very long time. I grew up there, um, was always there. And then once they kind of canceled their Saturday night services, we went kind of church topped for three months to try and figure out what's best for us. And then ended up at Bayside Church, which we've been going to now. Um, I haven't been there, though, in a while just because I've been down here in SoCal. But whenever we go back to SAC or whenever I go back up to SAC, uh, I try and go there because I absolutely love it. I still have their app on my phone. Um, I listen to their daily testimonies every single morning. Um, and that's kind of like, again, when it comes to the mental health side, that's kind of like that first spark is starting off with that um, kind of short sermon outline that they always provide every single morning. Um, so that's from when I was in Sacramento, Bayside churches, um, I was on their outreach team 
so I did worship leading down at Union Gospel Mission for a while. And then that followed me down here to San Diego, where I now lead worship at Emmanuel Anglican Church um, in National City. So I'll go ahead and do worship leading for them, help them as well with the audio engineering portion. And then for my college, I'll go ahead and um, run audio engineering for them as well for their church services and then do audio engineering for different live events that they put on as well at the college. Multi-talented, multi-talented. I love, I love I'm it. just like sitting here <laughs> applauding. Like I'm like the proud uncle off in the corner going, that's my run. Way to go. Way to go. Oh my gosh. And so, you know, you know, we mentioned faith, but family too. Like you've already mm-hmm. talked about mom, but talk about your family unit too, because, uh, you mm-hmm. know, intact and, uh, just a great family and, and maybe some of the things that you pulled away, uh, from just your family experience growing up. Yeah. So, um, I believe my sisters had also a big part to play in my life just because, uh, again, I have two older sisters, Megan and Courtney, and they kind of always kept me in check when it comes to being a guy because they kind of went ahead and saw what bad guys do. And then they saw, oh, who are like the good guys and everything, right? So they kind of just instilled that into me along with my mom as well. And um, they really said, oh, never do this as a guy, never treat a girl this way, never do this or that. Um, so I think they always have kept me a check and check and kept me accountable for everything. Um, so that's a great way to have that. Um, basically just team behind me, making sure that my morals and ethics and characteristics are still there. Um, even when, again, I'm work, if I'm working a lot, working with a lot of different people, um, they always make sure to be like, no, you're still, they call me little kid. Um, little so, kid. <laughs> yeah, they always call my sisters call me kid. And then my mom calls me like little kid. So they're always like, you're always still a little kid. So don't. And you will always be that no matter what you do. <laughs> yeah. So they say. No matter, no matter how many competitions you go into, <laughs> exactly. it'll be that way. Yeah. So, so I have to. Th- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. Just growing up with them. Yeah, that's about it. But growing up with them, just making sure I'm staying accountable, staying who I truly should be as like a God um, follower. Um, I think that's been kind of something big in my life that's really been apparent. So I have to ask you this because I am in the midst, uh, I'm an entrepreneur, as you well know, right? Mm-hmm. Got my hands in a couple of things. And my latest idea is that I want to create an online course that would help anybody or a team across, it could be United States, could be the world, do a summer camp or do a basketball league, of which I have the blueprint for. So it's interesting, within the process, uh, in lesson two of what I'm going through, uh, they say, you know, name your ideal client, right? And you really have to dive into this client. And so it's funny. I started out and I started thinking of who we know, Dylan Lilly. I, I, mm-hmm. I thought of that. Yeah. As we're having the conversation though, I'm thinking, I'm like, I've got to morph Ryan into that as well, because like to me, you would represent that ideal client. So I just posed this question to you, like yeah. with what you know, and, and this is pretend. Could you go run buzzard ball? Like if you had the information, could you go say, I can run buzzard ball, either a summer camp or a winter league. I could do it. I could run it in San Diego. I could run it if I kind of also had your thought process behind it. Gotcha. And basically you and your, to- like 
you and Toast, um, even Max's as well, like, I guess, projection when it comes to voicing mm-hmm. out, right? Because you guys are very extroverted, like, um, passionate people. So um, I believe if I could, again, learn those values and learn how to really uh, crowd manage would be, um, then I would say yes, but there'd be a okay. few things that I would have to learn and pick your brain about. Okay. This is interesting. So with your permission, what I would like to do is as I go through this process, be able to reach out to you and say, Hey, this is what I have. What do you think? Would you be okay with just kind of chiming in on that kind of stuff? Always. Always. Okay. Okay. Cause I'm very excited about this, but mm-hmm. the process is very, it's a very interesting process. It's more than I thought it would be, but it's all going to be for good. Cause when the final product comes out, I think it'll be, it'll be great. So yeah, you're definitely anything that you do, you. <laughs> anything that you do, it's going to be awesome. I appreciate it, Ryan. Yeah. We're going to, I'm going to morph you and Dylan together as my ideal client. Okay. So watch out. It'll be good. I'll call you Rillin, Rillin, maybe <laughs> Dian, or I don't know. <laughs> um, as we finish out, we've had just a great conversation. You're 20 years of age. You're doing so much. Two prong question. Number one, your future. Like what, mm. what do you see your future as? Are you a day to day guy? It seems like you like to put goals out there, uh, maybe short term and long term. And then the second piece of that would be, you know, kind of your advice to the youngsters out there that are either, it could be junior high, it could be high school, it could be in college that you would like to say, because even though you are 20, I do think you have some words of wisdom that you can share. So let's go ahead and start with what's in the future for Ryan Bigelow. Thank you. Um, I'm still, that's been something I've been asking myself a lot, just because I have two majors in college and they're so different yet the same to each other. Um, they're mm-hmm. all going along the lines of entrepreneurship. Um, so my future, I would love to definitely stay in San Diego. Uh, I have a passion for it down here. And okay. again, just the community and the hustle down here and everyone being very like-minded is what I really, really enjoy. Um, but I believe after college, my goal right now is to start working with Eastlake Church. They're very similar to Bayside Church, but it's kind of like the Bayside Church of SoCal, basically. And um, I would love to help them with audio engineering, help them maybe on the worship team as well and work with them for a while, see where that takes me. But again, along the side as well, um, usually that's mainly on the weekends when church happens, but during the week, I would love to continue fitness and working with my team, working with juice plus have that be being my full-time gig. Um, so again, on the weekends, I can kind of take a step back, have it be a time for God, have it be a time for church. Um, and then during the week, again, try and bring everything that I learned in church from that previous Sunday and uh, that whole weekend and try and implement it into uh, my clients and everything that I just kind of portray out there when it comes to fitness. Okay. Young entrepreneur, you get to drop wisdom. You get to drop it right now. This is fun. I mean, at 20 years of age to drop some wisdom, it's a big moment. What would you say to others out there? I would say continue learning and if college isn't your route, college isn't your route. So don't sit, don't, you don't have to listen to your parents if they say go to college. At the end of the day, it is your decision. So, um, I really enjoy college, especially at the college that I'm at. But if you continuously learn, especially the way our economy and especially the way, um, job opportunities are opening up, uh, they're looking for people with skills. They're looking for people not about their degree 
So obviously, if you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, you're going to need a degree. But especially with skill-based jobs, they're looking for what skills you acquire. So continuously learn and continually ask questions to those who you are wanting to be like. So if you have an ideal figure that oh, I want to be like him one day, go talk to him or go talk to people like him and try and follow the path that they've already paved for you. I absolutely love it. And how can people follow you? What's the best way to follow Ryan Bigelow? Um, I would say Instagram at Ryan Bigelow underscore would be kind of the best place. And then I also post on TikTok here and there. Um, but that's the same username. Ryan Bigelow underscore is kind of what I use across all platforms. Um, someone okay. still has the username Ryan Bigelow. So I really want it. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm in the process of trying to get that. But um, yeah, I would say follow me there. And if you have any questions or would love to jump on the Zoom with me, uh, jump in my DMs. I would love to talk to absolutely anyone who is wanting to come along this kind of entrepreneur side. Jump in my DMs. That is definitely 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Ryan, thank you for the conversation. This has been an absolute blast. And uh, gosh, I know I, I feel like I say this with every guest, but it is so true. It's like it's always over and beyond, right? Like I have a vision in my head about how it's going to go. And like I said, knowing you the way I do, uh, but really, you, I'm inspired. And, and that's thank great. I, I, I think it's good that we can inspire each other just, you know, mm -hmm. no matter what our ages are. And uh, just your foundation, a great foundation, a great family unit. And uh, you're doing big things, and I know big things are ahead for you. So um, I'm always Thank here you. to support you. You know that, and appreciate uh, I appreciate it. your time. Thank you. You've inspired me my whole entire life. So hopefully I can just, again, give back a little bit of what I've learned over the years, especially from you. So thank it's you so much good, for good having stuff. me. All right, there he is. He is Ryan Bigelow. We're going to take another break, and when we come back, we have got another installment of Heavy Metal Thunder. That's right. It is back. We'll tag it on to this episode. I'm not going to tell you what we're looking at. We'll keep it a little bit of surprise like we did in segment one. We're going to tease it from segment two to segment three. So don't go anywhere. We're going to hear from our sponsors, and we'll have more right here with Experience the Bus. All right, so there you have it, Ryan Bigelow. Big thank you to the young man, 20 years of age. Can't wait to see what he does. I know, like I said in the conversation, big things are certainly ahead. And can you believe that schedule he has? Man, I mean, I can't even maintain something like that. And uh, I've got a lot of energy. Ryan Bigelow definitely takes energy from here up to here. But uh, hopefully you were able to get something out of that no matter what age you are. But uh, I really was hoping that this particular conversation would speak to the young entrepreneur about what it looks like for their future. And again, I just realized, you know, I'd mentioned in the conversation that we didn't even talk about COVID. We didn't even talk about COVID. So anyways, you know, hey, good luck to Ryan um, and his adventures that are in the future. All right. Want to thank our sponsors one more time. Matt, the mortgage guy, Little Whale Swim School, Pit Boss Jerky, and R5 Stitch and Print. I've got all four stories of the owners of each of those particular establishments. Uh, let's go in order. Episode six, Anya Hall. She is the owner of Little Whale Swim School, located at 4106 El Camino Avenue. Then you go to episode 25, which features Troy Rousey. He is one of the original two. He's been with me since day one. 
uh, R5 stitch and print, screen printing and embroidery. You can find them r5print.com. Uh, in episode 26, so just following Troy, is Joe Green, the Pit Boss, uh, and he runs Pit Boss Jerky. 13 amazing flavors of beef jerky that, uh, hands down, is the best. We've actually got a flavor named right after this podcast. It is called Experience the Buzz, along with other favorites, Island Teriyaki, Raspberry Apple Chipotle. Uh, they also have the newest flavor, White Bulls Barbecue, and they have a keto mix, which is pretty cool. A lot of people like that as well. And then finally, in episode 28, Matt, the Mortgage Guy, uh, better known as Matt Gouget. That's his real name. Uh, MTMG.com is the website. You can check them out. They help people with refinances, home loans, you name it. I have mentioned they have helped me and my wife uh, with the refinance. Start to finish, took about a month, got everything we needed. Absolute great job by Matt and his team. So now we're going to go to episode, or excuse me, segment number three, where we've got an installment, another installment of Heavy Metal Thunder. Not revealing it, although if you peeked in the show notes, you would find out. Or maybe I'll keep it a mystery until this moment right here. It's Heavy Metal Thunder right here on Experience the Buzz. Enjoy. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss an episode of Experience the Buzz by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. It means everything. Now, back to the show. Hello, everyone. It is Steve Buzzard. Welcome in. This is Heavy Metal Thunder. Simply put, taking a look at classic albums. Like today, we are looking at Dio's Holy Diver. You know, I was thinking about it with doing these segments. Like, the last time I listened to Holy Diver, like, front to, you know, to to start from finish like was when I was a teenager because it did debut in 1983. That's right, 1983. And so being able to go back and revisit some of the heavy metal classics, so much fun. Like, you know, for example, let's, you know, let's just kick off with this song. I mean, the opening track, Stand Up and Shout. Now, I have to admit, never got to see Dio in concert. And for that, ah, Ah, you know, and then Ronnie James Dio, who's the lead singer, did pass away in 2010. But I mean, listen to this voice. I mean, it's just classic. It is a classic heavy metal voice. And then we go from that to the classic, you know, Holy Diver, right? You know, I'm just kind of giving you a taste. You're like, well, Steve, where is it? Well, if you remember in Holy Diver, there's this great intro, like, right, you hear the the howling of the the wind in the background and the iconic album cover, right? Where Murray, the mascot, I didn't know the mascot even had a name, but this is the debut of Murray, the mascot. We've got, the, I don't know if it's in this corner or this corner or that corner, but this is an iconic album cover, right? So controversial. Like, is this Satan? It actually isn't Satan. That's the beautiful thing. Again, going back to heavy metal, everybody thinks, oh, it's all about Satan. No, it's not. It's so much not that. But yes, that's a priest on the other end of the chains. And there's a whole story actually behind all this. And I, you know, I'm going to let this play out because this is such a great intro. And if you remember MTV Headbangers Ball, right? Like this was one of the iconic videos that played Holy Diver, and then of course the 1986 album, The Last in Line. The Last in Line, I remember very vividly for sure, but Holy Diver, I mean this right here. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Come on! And? And? 
right? Oh, can you see Ronnie James Dio coming out on this stage? And then he belts this out. And I got to give you the first lyrics. I know I haven't even dove into it. I haven't wholly dove into it, but I will. Because you got to hear this part right here. Go, Ronnie. All right, we'll go ahead and fade it out. That is so, so good. And of course, you know, you know, I'm not playing Rainbow in the Dark, but maybe you know what? We'll finish out with that because basically I just gave you my top three right there. Not in order, but we'll get to that. So again, the debut release of Dio, and if you don't know about Ronnie James Dio, he did pass away, died of cancer in 2010. Amazingly, I didn't know this, he never did drugs, okay? He had like a hard upbringing, uh, played trumpet, um, was a Catholic being brought up. But when you think of Ronnie James Dio as a singer, he was, you know, in Rainbow. Uh, he also took over for Ozzy Osbourne in Black Sabbath for a year. And then, boom, he uh, put Dio together and they debuted with this album in 1983. Again, a classic sta staple of heavy metal music. Giving you the tracks, there's nine of them. Love that. Always say inside of a 10 uh, song album is good, good, good stuff. So Stand Up and Shout, which we opened up the show with. Followed by Holy Diver, not about Satan, by the way. Then you get Gypsy, Caught in the Middle, and then Don't Talk to Strangers. Don't Talk to Strangers was always a good one because it was a slow build. And then, it, you know, kind of upbeat after that. Straight Through the Heart, great song. Invisible, Rainbow in the Dark, and then Shame on the Night. So nine tracks. Yeah, just good, good stuff. And then they followed up with The Last Line in 1986. You know, I talked about the iconic album cover. Let me read this to you. It's cool. A guy named Randy Barrett is the illustrator and it features the band's mascot Murray. A lot of people thought that was Satan, but it was actually just a demonic creature pulling or whipping a snap metal chain and a man wearing a Catholic priest attire, which I think signaled kind of the upbringing of Ronnie James Dio. And he's flailing and splashing around in the body of water, wrapped up and locked in the other end of the broken chain. Dio was quick to argue that appearances are misleading, that it could just as easily be a priest killing a devil, wanting people not to judge a book by its cover. I thought that was very witty right there. And the thing about Ronnie James Dio is, I don't know if you, but you know, you thought of like things like Lord of the Rings and Dungeons and Dragons. Again, I never saw them live, but that's kind of what they brought to the table. Very similar to Iron Maiden with Eddie as their creature. Like Ronnie James Dio had the voice, but he was very good at stage presence. The guy was only five foot four, which is pretty amazing. So again, love this from top to bottom. There's a couple songs in there that I'm like, eh, eh, you know, it wouldn't give it a 10 rating, but there are definitely like five that stand out. So my top three, working from three up to number one, number three, Stand Up and Shout, the opening track off this great album. Number two, Rainbow in the Dark, which ironically is kind of similar to how Kurt Cobain felt about Smells Like Teen Spirit. Ronnie James Dio hated this song, right? Because it was it was the iconic song when you thought of Dio and people, fans would go up to Ronnie James Dio and he said they would sing it to him and he would just like loathe it. He'd be like, oh gosh, I hate this song. But you know what? <laughs> Whatever butters the bread, right? And then my number one song was the track that we just heard, Holy Diver, right? It's just a classic heavy metal song. And so for that, as we go one through nine, Ronnie James Dio again, lost him in 2010. 
such an iconic band and really uh, was a great part of the heavy metal era. I am going to give this one a 9.2 because I really feel like this album, when you think of like the top heavy metal albums, this one has got to be in there. In fact, when you look at kind of those um, illustrations or those, um, what am I trying to say? Rankings. Dio is there. I, I think they're like number eight in one poll for the top 25 heavy metal albums of all time. And again, you know, Stand Up and Shout, Holy Diver, uh, Don't Talk to Strangers, uh, Straight Through the Heart, Rainbow in the Dark, Caught in the Middle. All those were good songs that people knew. So good stuff. And then a good follow-up, like I said, with The Last in Line. So 9.2 is what we're going to give this installment of Dio's Holy Diver. Rest in peace, Ronnie James Dio. And we thank you for your service to the heavy metal world. So that will do it for this installment of Heavy Metal Thunder. Again, we thank you for being a part of what has been a very, very fun journey with Experience the Buzz. Heavy Metal Thunder, and then don't forget to check out First Look. That's right, another installment where we take videos that we see for the very first time, and I give you raw reaction to the footage. And so, because I don't know the band, I usually don't know the song, I don't know the sound, I don't even know what the people look like until I first see them. So it's pretty cool. Check that out, and we are gaining some traction with our First Look segment. So, that's all I got for now. Talk to you next time. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for joining Steve this week on Experience the Buzz. Steve would love to hear from you. Leave a review or contact Steve directly with any questions at scbuzzard at gmail.com. To see the other adventures of Steve Buzzard, be sure to visit buzzardball.com.